Hi everyone and welcome back to Style and Sustain the podcast. It has been a hot minute so we're going straight to the juicy stuff. A new interview episode. I know I know I didn't do a solo episode between the last interview and this one but I talked to two people that I met this year that really inspired me so I just wanted to share this with everyone. So I have a chat with Alyssa Erin Cardos Leora and Tiffany Bofa who are a fantastic duo. Alyssa is the executive director of Remade in Cambodia while Tiffany is the designer and global ambassador of the organization. So I met these two at the Global Fashion Summit this year and we immediately connected they were both so authentic and truthful in their work and um, I wanted to have them here to talk about the solutions they have developed around textile waste in Cambodia through their sustainable fashion enterprise so basically remade in Cambodia is a fashion enterprise that transforms recovered textile waste into wearable products so their aim is to really empower local designers and raise awareness about the environmental impact of the fast fashion industry in Cambodia and we all heard of Cambodia actually when you look at a lot of the labels on the clothes that we buy it's mostly either made in Bangladesh or made in Cambodia so this is a huge production ground for the fashion industry but of course it also has a negative impact on the country and that comes in through the form of textile waste so their aim with Remade in Cambodia is to really elevate the next generation of Cambodian designers to become trailblazers in the global fashion industry while continuing to champion Cambodian, Cambodian arts and fostering innovation basically within the communities in Cambodia. So they have this really cool project where they take people to recover waste from rivers in Cambodia and use that waste to create new garments and then put on fashion shows. So I'm really excited for you all to discover this episode and I hope you're as inspired by Tiffany and Alyssa as I am. Thank you because literally like I think the most valuable connections are like I continue to reflect on the Global Fashion Summit and the most valuable like things that we came away with were like individual relationships that then mm. like have connected us to like the global fashion community or just like you know like through your content we've been able to see other organizations that are doing similar work which we mm -hmm. didn't necessarily get to get like some organizations like the or foundation we got connected with which are such mm -hmm. an inspiration there's so many more out there and so like after it's been like even more growth than i like thought might have happened at the summit itself but i didn't think about like the ripples um but yeah so I'm Alyssa. I always feel silly saying my name, but um, I'm from the United <laughs> States originally from California, but I've been living in Cambodia for a year and a half now. And that's how I met Tiffany. It's how we started Remade in Cambodia. Um, I have a background in global health and arts and politics. Uh, but then when I, I went to Cambodia over on a grant and thought I would just stay for 10 months, but I ended up getting really plugged into um, the issues of arts there and arts representation. Um, the community is still very much rebuilding after its uh, history of war and targeting artists. And so because of that, there's just um, a lot of support is needed in order to help artists grow um, and just really just to give them a platform to be able to learn and to, to pursue their art um, in a, yeah, in like a, in a good, safe and like nurturing space. And so that was what I was interested in doing. And then uh, we got really plugged into um to environmental issues in the area at the same time through just pursuing um, an interest in 
what sustainable fashion looks like in Cambodia. And so as like a, as a, as a gut reaction to not knowing how to deal with all the issues of underrepresentation and then also mm. any environmental issues or any, you know, the over the like overwhelming uh, presence of factory production created remade in Cambodia, um, just as a fashion show initially as an upcycled fashion show. And then it is uh, grown to a lot more than that now, but yeah, that's a, a good start for us. Thank you. Tiffany, you want to go? Yes. So my name is Tiffany. <laughs> uh, I'm a fashion designer from Cambodia, uh, but I just came in Cambodia two years ago because uh, before I was in France. I always uh, studied fashion uh, in high school. And then for my bachelor, I was always into fashion. And then the main goal was always to have my brand. Um, but then COVID hit, so I was kind of um, reviewing like all my life as a designer and as a fashion designer, and if it was worth it to actually do a brand with everything is happening right now, like you know, it was really this kind of uh, child dream. And then mm -hmm. I decided to move in Cambodia because I was like why not doing this in Cambodia, which is my country? Um, mm -hmm. I'm half Cambodian and half Chinese, but I'm really closer to uh, my Cambodian roots. And then I decided to move and try something in Cambodia and to see how is it going in fashion. And obviously we all know that uh, Cambodia is well known for manufactured and fast fashion, but not for um, designers. So. Um, after a year in mm -hmm. Cambodia, I was getting ready to open my own brand and to look for local suppliers, local designers, and local um, pattern maker. So the main goal was to um, make it as uh, local as much as possible. So after a year, I opened it like March 2022. And then um, it went from here, like we are doing ready to wear, but also customized um, pieces for uh, Khmer people. And so mm. uh, it's very limited pieces. Uh, like one design is uh, around five or 10 pieces quantity. And um, we always working with uh, dead stock uh, and roll from the market or uh, thrifting and upcycling pieces. So mm -hmm. that's why uh, Alisa came with the project and I was like, yeah, let's do it. This is making sense with what I'm actually doing in Cambodia. And mm -hmm. we decided to uh, do this project together and have the fashion show. So that's why uh, with this project, I happen to know a lot of things about my own country that she um let me know about this with all the information about the river and the collecting clothes so it was really interesting project because i also learned more about my country and mm. how it is happening right now in cambodia yeah um i love kind of the story about how your paths crossed and you kind of found this common ground to work on yeah. something and um I, when i hear both their stories there was like the before and after Cambodia kind of thing. It's like you <laughs> ended up in uh, Cambodia, Alyssa, and then Tiffany, you decided to go back and then there's this transformation that happened there. Uh, what would you say were some of the, the key moments that led to the motivation 
of creating Remade um, for both of you and yeah, the key moment that led to that alignment of your of your journeys. Yeah, I can jump in to, to explain a little bit more about our journey from like how we went from upcycled fashion show some more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's through designers like Tiffany. And so, yeah, in our initial year, we just wanted, I be, and this was, it was largely centered around how much time I intended to spend in Cambodia and what we could do during that time. And in a 10 month period, I thought, okay, let's just do a one-time fashion show with any upcycled materials. And then we, as we were building that show, building momentum for it, we realized that there wasn't really a space to talk about like youth in fashion. There wasn't space to talk about um, environmental issues, like just sustainable fashion largely, but also mm. not too many like young art spaces. And so we really felt like every time we've grown, we've grown like in response to like what we see as a gap in the community. And so this upcycled fashion show, um, I kind of thought, okay, if, you know, once there's an all like a hundred percent upcycled fashion show that's open to the public, that like young designers can participate in, then we don't need to exist. Cause I was very reluctant to come as a foreigner and start something else in Cambodia. Mm. That is a very like, classic stereotype or like something that I was about with a global health background but then what we we grew as we um connected with a two local or one local organization called river ocean cleanup and they work to clean up the rivers in Cambodia which have a lot of waste in them um just from you know a lack of infrastructure for a waste management a proper waste management system Mm -hmm. and then also Everwave a German company who um partners with them to have a zero waste center um to really complete to like have this mission together where they can they want to clean up the rivers um and so when we partnered with them we found out that 20 percent of the clothes in the river or 20 percent of the waste in the river is actually textiles mm-hmm. um and that's when i thought or me and the part having a fashioner we really we got together and thought well what if we like merge these two ideas of the show with these uh discarded textiles and i with no fashion background was kind of like okay like i can ask people <laughs> and so mm-hmm. The next step was going to designers um, like Tiffany mm. and saying, hey, like, do you want to try this? Uh, like, let's, mm. do you want to try something new? And I was so grateful. I am still so grateful that she jumped at the opportunity because that's when we were preparing for our our project of having um, the largest Earth Day event in Cambodia with this mm. upcycled fashion show with the waste uh, from the river. And then from there, we realized that there was so much more um there's so many more needs that needed to be addressed in the community. And that's how we've been able to scale up was through the designers really being like, okay, we can try this. We've done this. And now we know we can do it again. And so it's mm-hmm. just really a like, collaboration um, yeah. between different, between like the wildlife conservation society, different nonprofits, um, GIZ, and then as well as like the designers themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that you were immediately kind of on board, Tiffany. Um, and I'm I'm really interested mm-hmm. in, your journey in Cambodia before this project happened because you moved back for a while and you had yes. these other ambitions you're like my brand etc and you mentioned not necessarily being aware of certain things in your country so what was the experience like before um uh, the project started uh before the project it was you know like you are you having your own brand and then it's all about the glitter like uh, dressing mm. influencer or having fashion show but then you you don't necessarily know all those things because in Cambodia it's everything is super new like you are discovering something every day so mm-hmm. um this project with Alisa came in the right time because 
uh, in Cambodia, why I came that time is because I was aware that a new generation is coming in Cambodia. They were coming hard with a lot of projects. In Cambodia, what is very amazing is you feel like everything is possible. You have a project in mind and then the next day you happen to actually do this project. Um, if you have the right people, um, the good connection and then the ambition, you can actually uh, make it happen. And that's what is happening right now in Cambodia is um, the new, gen the next generation, the young people are the future of the country. They are the one who's going to bring the country up in the future and to let people be aware that in Cambodia, we also have fashion. So that's why I decided to move in Cambodia that time because it was that uh, wave of, new talents, uh, skills that is happening right now. And then I was beginning to be aware of this project with Alisa because of first fashion show that she did. And I was kind of like thinking, oh, that's very nice that someone is doing this because this is very different from what mm -hmm. we can see in fashion industry. And also because this fashion show is open to public, this one is very unique because you are making aware that everyone can be in fashion in any ways, but also be aware of sustainability and upcycling. So what is interesting into this project is um, the whole community in Cambodia came for this fashion show. Young, elder people, um, parents, family. And that's what is the main point is to bring awareness to um, more, a lot of people in Cambodia that is not aware mm. about this like and yeah. also because um in Cambodia a lot of young people are actually going to thrift store this is actually a culture here in Cambodia and uh it's because it's cheap for this main reason is because it's cheap but in in the end it's also a way to actually um bring your own style in it you know like we mm -hmm. actually have a lot of clothes in Cambodia and around the world that enough clothes. So that's why I was like, mm, this project is very nice because this is very in a trend, not in a trend, but young people are actually making themselves aware of this because they have like that small money, you know. So mm. in the end, by themselves, they're following this uh, upcycling and uh, sustainability. Um, mm way yeah and that's what is interesting is that's why i wanted to be in this project to bring more awareness like every brand every designer has their own community but in this fashion show you're bringing different community in one fashion show so more people will be aware of this so that that's mm -hmm. why it was interesting it's how together every young designers want to bring their own community and to you know meet each other and then bring awareness together you know Yeah, for sure. Um, and from what you're saying, it sounds like there is a need to kind of raise awareness, I guess, about um, the impact of the fashion industry, the waste, like you said, like in the rivers, for example. And I think when a lot of people uh, think about Cambodia, I think, I mean, we had a bit of conversation about this, which you said something really funny that someone thought Cambodia was in Africa. And I honestly have <laughs> random moments where I think about that and I'm like, that's wild. <laughs> 
um, so you know, I should maybe, yeah, <laughs> should maybe almost started with this question. But I would love for you guys to set the scene of like, what is Cambodia like? Like, if for someone who's never visited, for someone who misplaces it in the world, what is it like mm-hmm. to you? What does it represent to you, having been there, being from there? Um, and how do you see the country really? elevating um the world when it comes to sustainability and where we want to go with it you know mm, uh, cambodia uh, i so as a cambodian person i i saw the changes through the years from 20 uh, <clears throat> 2017 to now to 2020 a lot of changes and what is crazy in cambodia is it's evolving super fast it's uh growing with a lot of buildings a lot of uh, technology a lot of you know something like it's it begins to be more um modern and then uh we having evolution in terms of um social about clothes about uh transportation a lot of things are happening in cambodia at the same time just to make sure that everyone knows where is cambodia it's between vietnam and thailand <laughs> it's literally <laughs> between those two countries <laughs> so it's uh, southeast asia and uh, a yeah. very hot country humid as well uh, you have a lot of uh, you have a rainy season which is happening right now <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's actually a very lovely country. Everyone is very down to earth. And uh, it's actually well known to be as a very uh, friendly and smiley country. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone, I think if we're talking about upcycling, a lot of people are actually upcycling themselves without, uh, you know, education about this, you know, like, um, yeah. The, for example, the plastic bottle are reused to some tuk tuk, uh, for the oil or something. You know, it's very like you know we're doing this because it's what we do and the resources for uh Cambodian people. It's it was always mm. in this culture. You know, everyone was mm. already already upcycling before being aware of this. You know, so it's kind of mm. you know this kind of um survival way like oh let's do this like this we use this bottle use this clothes for this or this you know it's you know a human being uh, is thinking by themselves and that's what is uh, interesting if we're talking about cambodia yeah i love that i think that's definitely a common thread across the board when it comes to like the majority world and when we talk about like the cultures and how innately so many practices are actually quite sustainable and they just don't have the label where they don't, they exactly. don't, you know, call it sustainability. But um, I think that's, you know, so, something to link to, to Ghana and the Or Foundation, what they talked about. It's really that, I feel like it's a golden thread, is the fact that these cultures have so much to offer when it comes to, like, the solution for sustainability because they live it every day in a very solution-driven yes, exactly. way. Um, and I'm, I'm curious for you, Alyssa, what was kind of, do you feel like you had an, um, a preconception of, like, this is what Cambodia's, gonna be like and was there anything that surprised you um going there like in a good way like what were the things that you were like oh wow this is not the story i've been told about this country for example i that's interesting i think so i like 
the reason I became more interested in Cambodia is because I took a class on arts and politics in Cambodia mm, specifically. Okay. Yeah. I was supposed to visit in um, March 2020 and then mm. COVID hit. Uh, so the class never, like we never went in person. Mm. Um, and then when I was coming after learning about its history about um, and connecting with different people from Cambodia online through the class, I was just really curious. And when it came to applying to a grant, I was like, okay, why not Cambodia? Like, why not just something completely different that I have no idea? Like, you know, like I haven't mm-hmm. experienced before. Um, and so I think going in, I'd come from a bit of an academic perspective. And so I thought as an American that I would receive such a negative reception or like, like <laughs> that there would be a negative perception of me. Cause that's, I mean, I felt guilty going in. I still feel mm. guilty for the things that like our country has done to set Cambodia back. And so I thought that people would receive me with that same attitude. Um, but it has been like, it has been the most, I, I don't think friendly, like does it justice, just the most mm. welcoming and like, uh, it's like a hug. I don't know. I feel like Cambodia is this like hug, it's, like slightly too tight, but it's so welcoming and it's warm. <laughs> and, like, um, just the community is amazing. And that's just like mm. when friends you know i'm back in the us for a little bit my friends are asking like why like why cambodia it's just the community like just really wraps you in and makes you feel like you and or gives you the space to actually it gives you the the tools and the space to actually to make an impact and to have a role in the community that's like you know that's mm-hmm. incredibly connected um so everything's just i'm like trying to i can i can see this in my mind but it's hard to describe it's very connected it's very community based like i feel like you can find a family almost anywhere everyone is incredibly mm. welcoming um curious um yeah, everyone like I loved what Tiffany was talking about about people being like resourceful. Every like everyone's an entrepreneur, um, mm. and extremely collaborative. That's what like so like on the note of community and connectedness, it's just there's collaboration. Like if there's an issue, and you present it, and you, you like, it's not that hard to like like people are very excited to uh, jump at the opportunity to to be a part of something, and because and I think that's largely because everyone is so motivated to forward the culture to forward Cambodia like to or to promote the culture to forward you know Cambodia's progress um mm-hmm. regardless of like what angle they're coming from there's just a central motivation to make the country better and to create you know a like beautiful environment for the like for the people there and so I think with that central mission they're like yeah anyone who's here like we're excited to share with you like we're excited <laughs> for you to be part of this journey with us and if we can make you stay like all the better mm. so, yeah that's amazing um and I, I'm curious now about kind of the designers that you guys have been working. Obviously, Tiffany, you're a designer yourself. Um, mm-hmm. What has the journey been like with them? And even in terms of like a switch of perspective, perhaps, for them when it comes to the fashion industry through the projects you've worked on. And I'm really curious if you already said like people were already like secondhand shopping and thrifting. Um, but was there an awareness about the waste in the rivers, for example, and that the, those that waste could actually turn into materials for them to use. Um, what's that journey been like um, locally with the designers? Um, for me, um, so I kind of know almost all the designers who were mm-hmm. working on that project <laughs> because the fashion oh. industry is small, so it's a small community, but everyone yeah. is knowing everyone. It's always a pleasure to meet all the designers during events. And to actually be all together for that project was very meaningful, I think, for everyone. Uh, because it was like a very challenge project for every designers in Cambodia. Like, personally, mm. it was my first time to actually um, upcycling clothes from the river. 
and from my own country. And then uh, I feel like everyone was struggling in terms of design because as a designer, every designer is like thinking in another way to design it, you know, because mm -hmm. usually when you are a designer, you are not designing from clothes. Like the yeah. uh, traditional way is not to design from clothes, but it's for you mm -hmm. to design a new clothes. So mm -hmm. from the start, it was already a new process. And I actually learned that process as well. I think a lot of designers learn a lot from this project personally, because it was like a new way to think and um, to think that way to, okay, how to start with a jacket that I have right now, for example, denim jacket, and then um, changing it into a way that will be useful again, you know? So that's why I feel like it was a challenge and a very nice experience for every designers to think the other way and a new way to think of designing. And mm. I think it was the biggest uh, challenge for designers. Uh, part of that is also, I feel like bringing different community together was also very nice for them to be like, oh yeah, we have maybe common community as well. So it was really interesting in terms of that. And hmm. um, as a designer, it was really nice to see different work, how from the river, which is the same location for all the designers, but then on the runway, it's very different for every designers. And that wasn't what is uh, interesting in terms of uh, creation and art. Hmm process um i loved everything you were wearing at gfs <laughs> was thinking like oh my gosh what is this this is amazing and i remember you had this like uh wrap over the shoulder top yes I I remember mm -hmm. yeah so i would love to hear like what are some of the cultural influences that you as a designer incorporate in your work um and mm -hmm. even other designers you've been inspired by um and, and yeah how you're like owning your culture and creating something new with the old and with the waste and everything um um so first of all the the outfit that i wore for the dinner was um inspired by uh the team which is a traditional outfit uh for women so mm -hmm. uh the brand is oh my brand i didn't even say the name but it's rodive studio <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so revive is a French word. It means revive. So that's why this project was also interesting because I revive some stuff, like in terms of art, mm. like uh, yeah. clothes. It can be traditional outfit. It can be from the river, for example, with Alisa. It can be a period of my time or from my parents. I like to revive things because they deserve to be highlighted into one collection. That's why the name is Revi. Mm. Um, so this is also what I wanted to revive is the traditional outfit, but to make it uh, fashionable, to make it like, oh, people want to actually wear it, you know, like uh, in daily basis or with a denim pen, you can always wear it like anytime, you know. And um, I like to incorporate like small details that you will think, oh, yes, this is my design, you know, but mixing with French culture that I have because I'm from mm -hmm. France and I'm very proud about what I've learned and to be French as well. So that's why I wanted to mix those different culture 
super opposite, but then how to blend it into one design. And that is what is interesting into the process of designing, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I wanted to uh, be half French culture and half Khmer culture. Yeah. And so for context, like, yeah. I worked at one of the universities and everyone loves Tiffany. Like, all my students oh, like, nice. would like, talk about Tiffany's designs as a goal because they wanted to be able to, yeah, there's like modernize uh, or have like a modern take on Cambodia, traditional Cambodia look so that they yeah. can spread like some of those styles more. Mm -hmm. um, but there is some tension. Tiffany, you definitely know about it more than I do between like keeping traditional wear traditional and, you yes. know, having aspects of it become modern. Um, but at the end of the day, anyway, all my students like love what, Tiff I mean, I love what Tiffany's doing. <laughs> like look up to her. It's pretty much like has their own lane in that way and it's been yeah. extremely creative. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you're really creating something that represents yourself because you are like that mix of cultures and your influences yes. are yeah so different. So like that's literally bringing yourself to the table. And I do think that as like a diaspora, again, with these majority world countries, like that is kind of our strength is the fact that we have been adaptable <laughs> in a lot of spaces yeah. and we have taken on a lot of cultures. And I think whatever we do, our work will always reflect that. And I think that's just like, again the future of sustainability like that's a great segue to the next question actually in terms of being more inclusive you know i think mm -hmm. as um people from um global majority countries we tend to naturally be more inclusive because i think we know what it's like to be an outsider first of all and so we tend to <laughs> kind of then create spaces where we're like we want everyone to be included um as well um so i guess my question is around like fashion and inclusivity and that was a huge debate at gfs because i was in the press room with the team like the day before everything started and um they were talking about inclusivity and it was interesting and at the same time i had a lot of things that i wanted to challenge in terms of how they'd set up the conference and um the ways in which i felt like it wasn't as inclusive as they may have been thinking or, or, or talking about it um so I guess I'm curious, like in you guys' perspective, like how can the fashion industry be really more inclusive? How can it stop just talking about it and actually start, um, yeah, pulling people in and not just to tick a box, but to actually bring their culture forward and bring their solutions forward? Tiffany, I'm happy to touch on youth if you want to, you know, share more about, you know, Cambodian representation. Oh, yeah. Um... Okay. Um, so I feel like we need to push it, like we need to dare to do something. Uh, we need to, um, I feel like I'm thankful about that, but as a French person, I'm daring. I'm not scared to yeah. say what I want to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and living so in Cambodia, which is a country where, um, I learned that the culture is very different. So sometimes when I'm super honest about a lot of things, it may be uh, wrong in a way because of the different culture perspective, you know? So I mm. learned a lot about how to uh, act in front of uh, those two different cultures. What I need to do is to say that we need to do something and we need to believe in it, you know? Like in Cambodia, we have amazing, amazing designers. Like everyone is doing something and to reach this uh, global uh, fashion industry and to bring awareness about what we're doing, 
we just need to talk. We just need to meet people. We just need to represent the country whenever we are. And that's what I'm actually doing. And because mm. I'm super proud of being Cambodian, you know, like um, I wasn't born in Cambodia. Uh, I was born in France, but I don't know. I feel the needs and um, mm. to represent my country to mm. because we have an amazing culture. We were always put behind because we have bigger country as neighbor like Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, uh, China. But what about Cambodia? We also have those resources and skills that mm. uh, are almost at the same level as uh, other countries. Mm. And for some different industry, we are in more, more, and more like like better than other countries. It's not about competition, but we also have something to offer, you know, and that's why I want to bring uh, young people in because those people, they are really, really like into uh, all those um, new um, invention and evolution about every different industry. And that's mm. why the only thing that we need to do is to just do it, just do it yeah. and uh, act about what you want to do not only about mm. fashion but young entrepreneur like in different fields if they really want to do something it's easy to say and quite cliche but you really need to do this like just believe in yourself because mm. for example for myself having a brand is me being a entrepreneur a ceo something that i never used to be you know like i n never did like business or a uh, financial study i'm a designer but when you are a designer you also have your own brand so you need to be that person who need to handle a lot of things you know you need mm. to touch more than the design part and yeah. you you can learn on the field don't be scared just because oh i didn't do that study i didn't go to that school so i cannot have that or that or that it's just like you will learn on the field you will learn during the process of everything and uh, people need to believe into this project if you really believe that your project can work just go for it ask about mm. uh, ask help about a lot of things like you can ask people or your friends or you can be surrounded by different people and those people can help you as well you cannot be alone in this yeah. and i feel like in cambodia you can find a lot of people in different fields that can actually help you and that mm. that's why it's i'm very grateful to have cambodian people helping me for a lot of things and it's not only about what i'm doing as a designer it's about how uh people are all actually working together to make that project happen and yeah just surround yourself with good people that actually believe in your project and just believe in it. You you need to believe in yourself because otherwise you would never and never like uh let it go or quit. Because mm. so many times I wanted to quit because fashion is so hard. <laughs> it is. And to have a brand is so hard. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to quit. I wanted to go back to France and to have uh a job and a stable salary. But Mm. I was like, no, I know why I came here. It's not only about the money. It's about how I can bring this country up, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you will have a lot of up and downs, but that's the life of if you want to have a brand, you know. Mm. 
But how do you feel like the global fashion community could support you? You know, because as you said, you're not alone. And it's amazing that within mm -hmm. Cambodia, you obviously have that support system with uh, other designers and the community there. But yeah, if you were to say mm -hmm. to like the fashion world at large, like what are the ways we can better support brands like yours, you know? Um, I think they need to support um, those uh, small country who has amazing designers, not only Cambodia, but uh, the Southeast Asia, uh, Africa, like, you know, those country where we never highlight, or uh, mm. not well known for fashion, but it's because we always highlighting for years and years, um, those big country who are already stable with their fashion week and everything. But I feel like if we, those country can help us to bring another fashion week with all those mix uh culture and different country will be amazing like it, it it feels like a dream or something mm. so like you know uh, unreachable but why not you know the only yeah. the only thing is to have the idea and to have uh the support of those big country you know and also like the the big group the big fashion group can also help us with uh, funds or um, support by highlighting into concept store or multi-beat brands, um, mall or, you know, it's very yeah. easy, I would say, because mm. why not, you know? Yeah. They can have every concept and fashion show, so why not doing this for us, you know? Exactly. Alyssa, what did you want to add? I just got excited about what Tiffany said. <laughs> but it's just like, it's exactly like, I think people like it's as simple as like like funding can help so much because like in this, in what we did with this last project it was just all right here's the platform to do it here's this like structure of you know this non like nonprofit organization supporting and here's like some like here's some financial resources and the time and space and then you know and then Tiffany and all these other designers you know made it into what it is um but just on the note of like and a little bit like reflecting on the global fashion summit um and our own community in cambodia when it comes to the fashion community it's so interesting how we just how like how our how much representation matters but how much it's overlooked still mm -hmm. i think um, like within the summit like i'll keep coming back to this the like the most valuable connections i made were with I would say, like, I, like, I went in thinking, like, okay, we have to, like, really represent me in Cambodia to, like, the best, like, to the biggest brands and the biggest institutions. But the most fruitful relationships we've had have been the smaller connections, um, mm. whether with, like, people like yourself or um, with other, like, similar organizations from different parts of the world, uh, the Or Foundation, but also an amazing designer uh, from Venezuela who was working in Hong Kong. Like, there's just, like, those the more diverse connections were the ones that ended up being so fruitful. And I think that's crazy to me that within the conversation, like localization um, or repre like representation are still mm. these novel ideas mm -hmm. when I just don't understand. Like I like imagine I'm not an economics person, but I imagine they're also like economically like or like there's like economics incentive within it as well. Like how about working yeah. with the designers in the countries that you're coming from? And if mm -hmm. the fashion community is trying to constantly present something new, like I think about just Cambodia and that example of like all the creativity that is, you know, that's still overlooked there like mm. let alone like country that has production going on in it and working with designers there locally like and that's that's to me like such a clear way to embed 
or like to try to repair the system and to um you know i don't think mm -hmm. like i think it's a little difficult to overhaul the whole thing but there's there's points of interjection in which we can repair like what we've what we've lost and that's what mm -hmm. we've seen too in cambodia is i was so shocked to go and see that um and Tiffany and I like talk about this quite often, but within like the Cambodian, you know, kind of larger fashion shows, it's not primarily Khmer or like it's not primarily oh, wow. Cambodian, um, oh. which I think is a reflection of like the international community as well, in the sense mm. that like where space for people to go, you know, they go without like a regard for representation of others all the time, and yeah. just because there is doesn't mean that they need to fill it and so i see the mm. same within like the international fashion community and one beautiful example that i really found inspiration from was the lagos fashion week mm. and all that to mm. build community mm. um and to not only it's not just their fashion we can walk away like they really provide these opportunities for designers to grow and that's that's kind of the space that we saw or one of the spaces that we saw that we want to fill up we made in cambodia is providing this um again just like this this space like financial opportunities grants eventually when like when we see that growth um mm. within our organization to be able to foster uh, more designers and then the last one other thing that i'm really passionate about talking about too is youth um i thought that there would be more um yeah. more youth representation in the community in general uh and uh that wasn't really necessarily the reality which is interesting because in cambodia the re like the reality of it is like the average age or the of a my person is 27 mm, and so okay. like, yeah, not only young. are you the next generation yeah, yeah. exactly like they, they, they just literally are you have to invest in the youth because yeah. that is the majority of the country mm. um and so like with our project like it's exciting because we get to like 88 percent or like 80 percent or something of like the designers who worked with us last year under the age of 25 um mm. and you know like we weren't really sure like but there was a, like a bit of stress of like how much like will we ever provide enough like like educational resources or can we do enough right now but people mm -hmm. also rise to the occasion and like what has been the most fruitful part of this is like like being able to see tiffany like at the global fashion summit like speaking from her experience and having that opportunity like and then also just the way the designers have reflected on sustainable fashion afterwards and their social media and their brands like that ripple effect like has been the most fulfilling and it's just like yeah like, we don't have to do anything except sit back and just like you know <laughs> that's so good yeah i do i mean i i completely identify with that in terms of like the environment we were in at the summit and how there really felt like a disconnect between those global brands claiming to want to be sustainable to want to do all the right things but then not even looking at brands like um, Tiffany's being in that same space and they don't see that as an opportunity of like these are the brands that we should be platforming or supporting um and yeah sorry I, it just pisses me off sometimes because I'm like <laughs> probably like appropriate something and be like look at us supporting them versus actually you know like doing that work and I and I did you're right I did feel that kind of like a bit of a separation and it was such a shame because I felt like it was the perfect environment to actually foster collaboration between you know a Louis Vuitton CEO and someone like <laughs> Tiffany and like that conversation <laughs> would have been so interesting and so you know there would have been a shift a, a more of a shift in their mindset as well but that's like a whole um, other topic I think I think as always like change comes from the ground up and this is a lot of groundwork 
which is what you're talking about is like getting the young people together everyone to believe in themselves and actually build something that pulls the community at the center um versus mm -hmm. just a brand that needs to grow and be like on an international stage and then ignore everyone else which is what happens most of the time um i'm really curious around like um any innovations you might be excited about when it comes to like design in Cambodia? What are you seeing that you're like, oh my gosh, this is, yeah, next gen. <laughs> um, this is what's going to put us on the world stage, for example. <laughs> it's funny. I haven't even talked to you about this yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like getting a world yeah. premiere on my podcast. But actually, like, what if, like, and I mean, of course, like, you know, there's, I think it's exciting to recognize the growth opportunities within the fashion summit. And oh, then also yeah. like appreciate that there was like, I personally received so much education through it and mm, so many mm -hmm. opportunities I wouldn't have otherwise. And then also yeah. like we had, but basically like we had this like very large company, um, very vaguely large, just large corporation, see the work that we were doing um, mm. and like listen to Tiffany speak it was very inspired and they have a Cambodian office um and this is just like yeah a private corporation who wants to collaborate um to be able to oh, amazing to uh to solve or to help solve clothing waste in Cambodia and you know that they they are taking a chance on okay like all these young people which can be a little bit difficult sometimes um when it comes to like big investment um and so right now like we really again like I mentioned we want to meet the needs of the community and like 20 percent of the rivers being textile waste is one issue 60 percent of the landfills are also textile waste mm -hmm. and then wow. like regard that's not even accounting for the waste that gets imported from other countries to then not be sold uh, but anyway that's to say that what we want to grow into and one of the large questions that we had before is like is upcycling scalable and some organizations mm -hmm. that connect or like been able to witness through like like Africa collect textiles and yeah. a few others. This upcycling can be scalable in a way mm -hmm. um, that engages the community. But then beyond that too, looking at organizations like Echo Ctex, we also saw that textile recycling and like textile to textile recycling can be scalable. And I was just so shocked to see that nobody was talking about like yeah. manufacturer uh, mechanical recycling as much as they could have. Um, and they were only really talking about these advanced technologies coming from you know, global north countries. Um, yes. <laughs> but we want to, <laughs> so what we're currently working on is coming into the space of textile, textile recycling and, you know, Ooh. being able to, to the to actually like to, to conduct that recycling with um, members of the community to build that industry up within Cambodia rather than mm. getting it imported in or what a lot of countries want to do right now is just take the waste and use it. Um, and so being able to like, while we have the opportunity in Cambodia's growth to, be able to build a facility literally is like what we're working towards right now to then come out with this um you know this yarn at the end of it that we can then supply designers with or that we can uh work with in other spaces to yeah to like, continue the creativity in a, mm. in a different way uh, and then also to oh. help solve some of the waste issues it makes my heart so like glad that because you mentioned that you'd seen some of them from my posts and like Honestly, that made yes. my day. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is yes. so cool. Because, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I just, I get so excited about like the interconnectedness and just like these unexpected, like, mm. I don't know. So just literally through stalking, like, every, like, all your content. But I was like, I was like, this is a possibility. I like, I see, like, 
I'm like, why is not like why isn't everyone talking about these three organizations yeah. or four organizations? <laughs> yeah. Like the Orphan no. absolutely fun. That was amazing to see like recognition for. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, what about all of these others in other regions of the world? Personally, like I'm I'm uh, yeah. So like, yeah. I was like, why is everyone talking about them? So thank yeah. you for talking about them. They showed up there's like set an example of like what we could do. And like yeah. in this space, you know, like I you know, being told like, okay, like upcycling is not scalable. Like you can't really like, you're all pretty mm-hmm. young and yeah, you can talk about awareness over there and like create a youth, you're like a nice little youth movement, but um, actually like working to solve the issue, like that's not, yeah. you know, and oh so now we're- Yeah, I, I love that. That made me so happy. And like, that's literally what drives me. It's like, at some point it clicked in my head. I was like, the solutions are out there. And I think we're just eliminating spaces out of conversation. So like, there's just spaces mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about and they're building solution and they're working within community and they're literally, you know, like, yeah, changing the world <laughs> in like these small yeah. spaces that we never talk about. And I was just like so frustrated. And that's literally why I turned the, my whole space into a magazine because I was like, I'm done posting outfits. I now want to just like be able to like mm-hmm. platform these these people that are doing incredible things. And again, which is always what I talk about is like, again, the solution is not just in the West and we need to change that narrative and we mm-hmm. need to stop talking about places like Cambodia or Ghana as places of like problems when they're places of solution, when they have so much solution. So like, I'm so happy that that created that connection. Um, and mm-hmm. definitely, like, like you said, like that's the goal and hopefully this keeps happening. There's a lot of other spaces doing this too, but we just keep talking about those solutions that are already existing and then we have no excuse mm-hmm. not to do anything because it's like oh it's right exactly. there <laughs> someone's done it i can copy it and we can all do it together um which is really really exactly. exciting it makes me so happy um i guess this would be my last question um and this is always a big one every time i ask this people are like oh my gosh but what is your hope for the future of fashion especially when it comes to like sustainability um yeah uh, what's the hopeful element um for you within everything that's happening in the movement lisa <laughs> i love it i want to hear you a little bit more we um, both have to answer this by the way so <laughs> um i for now i feel like the future is kind of hard to tell mm. like if we're talking like for the like present now i don't know but what i wish for is whoever is going to start fashion in any way and to start a brand needs to be aware that there's going to be consequences not maybe for the company but for the earth mm. so that's why i wanted to bring awareness about that that if you want to open a brand to create some designs, think about the impact that can be for the earth. And that's why I want to ask people to think twice, not to say that you don't, you shouldn't open a brand, which is not the, the, the main point, but to be aware that you will need to think about a lot of things to uh, minimize the impact on the earth. And Upcycling is one of the solutions for designers uh, if they want to change or revive some clothes, but also the waste. Uh, even if me, it's like on a smaller scale, um, I'm thinking about the waste that I have and to maybe 
change them into uh, new clothes, you know, like in my way. I don't have any big uh, factory that can <laughs> recycle all those textiles, but uh, I'm trying to minimize this um, with what I can and what I can do. Don't ever think that what you're doing is not worth it because it's too small compared to mm. uh, the fashion industry itself around the world. And also, I, f- I hope that in the future, um, the production will be minimized and the quantity as well um, to think in other way to actually create designs in terms like talking about fast fashion or luxury or young designers. Everyone is in this together. We are in the same industry, not uh, the same scale for people. But um, if everyone is doing their part, I feel like the future for fashion will be positive. But for that, people in any uh, scale needs to um, do something. Mm. Not only like tell the solution, but to actually do it. No. And um every every action everyone is taking can make a big difference for the future the solution we have we don't we don't have to we have every solution uh if every brand's small big middle uh, scale needs to uh do they only need to do it like you just need to take the action not only to tell the solution to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna do that, we're gonna do that, but yeah, but when? It's mm. now. We need to do it now, and yeah. we don't have time. We we are running out of time, and that's why is um, I don't have any like miracle solution. It will take times for sure, but if we're starting now, I feel like for the future, fashion industry can be a nice uh, shift. But mm-hmm. everyone needs to do their part and that's why it's a problem right now it's not a lot of people are doing their part right now Mm. Mm. what do you think Alyssa yeah um so I think like I love I love I love the sustainability like movement that we're seeing in the fashion community but like at the same time we can currently have to talk about like how people abuse that as a marketing tool and Mm. what I'm like I really (laughs) want is when sustainability is like something that's celebrated like within the fashion industry it can be celebrated for its beauty and its vibrancy Mm because like sustainability being inherently community-based and people-centered and connected in all ways like to the people that you know that design that produce it that uh, benefit from it you know and really I mean at the same time being able to honor the earth so I think like just taking a step back but also way forward and like Mm -hmm. I mean, like appreciating sustainability for what it really is and really like putting it at the core, allowing us to celebrate, like celebrate fashion itself a lot more and to appreciate it as an art rather than it's like meaningless, like machine that is constantly Mm. producing clothes for our needs or for, you know, whatever, for whatever, whatever situation. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. We almost wanted to get to what Tiffany was saying about how people just practice sustainability in Cambodia and don't talk about it like it's so funny because mm-hmm. they're actually already there and that's where we're trying to get to but we're having to put all these labels on it and obviously fight stuff like greenwashing um mm-hmm. and really tackle a lot of big issues before getting to that point where 
yeah, same as you, I hope fashion is just fashion that's sustainable and we don't have to call it sustainable fashion in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think honestly, you guys like are so inspiring um, and it's so <laughs> great to watch your spaces and what you're, you're building. Um, and I can't wait for Cambodia Fashion Week. I feel like that's going to be coming up soon at some point. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> um, and yeah, it'll be it'll be incredible um, to see. So thank you so much for joining me and thank having you. this conversation with me. Thank you um, for having us. No worries. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Alyssa and Tiffany. For me, it was so hopeful talking to them because truly all around the world in lots of little communities that we don't often hear about, there are solution makers and change makers that are working hard to transform the fashion industry into the industry that it needs to be um, in terms of prioritizing people and the planet. So I'd really encourage all of you to support Remade in Cambodia. You can Google Remade in Cambodia. Their website is the first thing that will come up and you can follow them on social media. Click through their link tree and there's lots of ways to support them. As Tiffany said, they're thinking of major projects like creating an upcycling center. And honestly, you know, I hope there's an opportunity soon for anyone to donate and support within creating that project but I would encourage following them to find out more about that. Um, Another way to support them is to order a custom made outfit from a remade in Cambodia designer so you can find that on their website and you can go through their link for designers and you can also join their newsletter um, within their link tree as well and just keep up to date with what they're doing and the different projects that they've just discussed within the episode and then as always sharing and their content that they're creating across the board and also even just sending them contacts of people, organizations or initiatives that you think would be beneficial for them or that they could collaborate with is an amazing way to also help them. I'm a big advocate for supporting the small initiatives that are making a big difference and Remade Cambodia is definitely one of them. So thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to this episode. Please feel free to share it. Feel free to comment, send me messages, your thoughts about it. And I can't wait to share with you the next episode and the next interview. Bye.